0: If you're tired of dieting and stepping on the scale, you're lacking energy and confidence, and you're ready to harness your inner athlete, then you're in the right place. I'm Sherry Shaban, and in each episode, I'll help you to rebuild your fitness identity and empower your deepest transformation so that health and fitness are not just what you do, but who you are. What's up, athletes? Welcome back to the show. You know, I don't believe that it's laziness or lack of motivation that prevents us from committing to our self-care goals, but what I do believe instead is that it all depends on the vibrational energy state that we are in. So we take action when we are in a high vibrational state. When we are in a high vibrational energy state, we feel joy, love, and excitement, and we can harness this energy through connecting with nature, laughter, dancing and through a practice of gratitude and appreciation. When we are in a low vibrational state, we feel sad, trapped, and oftentimes we feel like we are the victim of our circumstances and that things always happen to us and we can never catch a break. And in this low vibrational state, it's nearly impossible to take action. So let me give you an example. Suppose you have a run scheduled tomorrow. Let's say you wake up, look out the window, and you see the sun shining and it's a gorgeous day. Your partner brings you a cup of coffee and prepares your favorite breakfast. You then open your messages and find an email from one of your clients thanking you and appreciating you for meeting her deadline last week. How easy do you feel it would be to slip on your shoes and get outside for that run? But imagine instead, when you wake up in the morning, you find that it's dark, gloomy, and cold outside. In fact, it looks like it's raining and wet. Your partner picks a fight with you over the last coffee filter and you open your messages to find an email from your client that she's still upset about missing the deadline last week. So now how do you feel about going for that run? You see athlete, energy is everything. And although I believe we have an abundant access to harnessing energy by connecting with nature, expressing gratitude and experiencing love, We must remember that our ability to store energy is limited so not only must we continue to connect to our sources of energy and refill our cup but we must also audit all of the sources that rob us from our energy daily we must audit the energy vampires in our lives our deprecating self-talk the foods we eat that don't serve us and the content we consume through media Joining us today on Fall in Love with Fitness to talk about energy is Gail Behrend, the author of Energy is Real, a practical guide for managing personal energy in daily life. When a traumatic relationship breakup destroyed her world, it triggered a spontaneous spiritual opening that would forever change her life, transforming her from skeptical engineer to passionate seeker. In the journey of healing her emotions, she discovered the subtle world of human energy, and the hidden dynamics that affect us all in relationships and in life. Her spiritual path eventually led her to explore alternative energy healing as a side vocation. A graduate of the Barbara Brennan School of Healing in Florida, she has been an energy practitioner in Vancouver for over 20 years. Athletes, I'm so excited to get onto the show and speak with Gail, but before we do, I wanna remind you that if you haven't done so already, please check out the workouts I've created for you on my YouTube channel, Sherry Shaban Fitness. They're short, intense, and under 10 minutes, you can get the most wicked workout and amazing results. Now let's speak with Gail. Hi Gail, thanks so much for coming on to the show today. Hi Sherry, thanks
1: so much for inviting me. I'm excited.
0: I'm so excited too, and I love (laughs) what we're about to get into. I love to talk about energy because I believe that energy is everything, and especially when it comes to training. We need that energy to motivate ourselves, to commit to the things that we have, uh, holding ourselves accountable to, and that we want to create in our lives. So you are an energy practitioner and you help people manage their personal energy in daily life, correct? Yep. Yep. So how did this start for you? What's your story?
1: Oh gosh, Uh, I started completely different. (laughs) I was actually an engineer. And uh, and I had a successful engineering career. I did about twenty years of that and loved it. Um, but uh, and so that was kind of where my energy focus was, my career and all that. And I did have friendships and relationships. I was actually active physically. I skied a lot and sailed and and windsurfed and eventually did soaring on glider airplanes. And um, but what happened was. And I was very much, you know, uh, skeptical. Uh, only, you know, uh, paranormal, all this weird stuff. No way. In mm-hmm. fact, if somebody even even I was agnostic, no religion, nothing like that. And and even if somebody had, uh, you know, wanted to bring a Bible into my house, I would say no. <laughs> you know, I was that that rigid, right? My thinking. So I was not open to these ideas of energy and that sort of thing, except as, as a physical property, right? Because as an engineer, of course, we study electrical energy amongst other things. So we understand it in that sense, but not in the sense of being part of us. Right. And, um, and so I was pretty close to any of these so-called woo woo ideas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then it's, it's as if my spirit had other plans and, uh, I ended up, I was in a relationship, a four-year-long relationship. We were living together, and and I had a devastating, um, we were talking about marriage, we were looking to buy a house together, and, and amidst all this, and my my nice little future was sort of plotted in front of me, you know, house in the suburbs, the, the, the minivan, you know, the, the English sheepdog, and the 2.5 kids, and all that, and then... Um, and then my, uh, my boyfriend started acting weird and becoming more and more critical of me. And I didn't know what was going on. And, and it, it turned out, um, I, it, I found out at the very last minute that he had started seeing someone else. Mm-hmm. We were living together. So I, my whole future was, oh, my God, you know, gone. And I went into, well, I broke up with him, obviously, because it was my place. So he couldn't keep doing that while we were living together but it was, it was, it was like falling off the edge of a cliff. It was my whole future. Everything was demolished in that one, one moment. And I went into a spiral of despair mm. and it had been a, it hadn't been a comfortable relationship at the end. It was, it was becoming abusive in the, in a, not in a physical way, but in a mental way and um, you know, constant judgment and criticism by my partner and uh, and so my self-esteem was really low when we finally broke up and and i went into this spiral of self-judgment and thinking i was you know you know how your your mind can sometimes kick you when you're down yeah. and so it was judging me as not attractive enough or you know um it just picked on every single wound so that I went into this negative state where I was getting worse. So I was spiraling deeper and deeper into despair, thinking that I would never I didn't deserve love, I would never have I wasn't lovable, I and I would never have love again. And so I, I, I just kept feeding my thoughts kept feeding that that spiral and I, I um, and also that my whole future was gone. I didn't have any future to look at I, I went into a near suicidal state. To the point where I was, I was contemplating ending it, and I was thinking of ways of doing that. And uh, it was like, what's the point of continuing? Mm-hmm. And and there I was. It, I felt like I had fallen into this abyss, and I just splatted on the bottom. My heart felt broken, and I felt like I was, I was just sobbing continuously without even being able to stop. And it's like I was, I finally hit the bottom, and it's as if I splatted, and there was nothing left, mm-hmm. and in that place of of extreme despair and emptiness, where I was just saying, what's the point? Let's end this. Um, And I felt like I could never never be loved and be lovable. In this bleak place, uh, this very dark place, I felt suddenly I heard these words in my head out of nowhere and totally out of sync with what I was feeling. But it was saying, but I love you. Oh
0: my gosh.
1: And it was accompanied by this rush of energy down through the top of my head, all the way through my spine, all the way through my whole body. And my whole body was just tingling. And it was as if I was being given this giant hug out of nowhere. I mean, I was so not aligned with this idea of anything non-physical, right? But it was something I couldn't deny. I, I felt it viscerally in every cell. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, uh, it's as if I was shown that that, um, it didn't matter, that every cell, every atom of my being was deeply loved and appreciated Mm -hmm. and and delighted in even my flaws. And and so um, it was just, (laughs) whoa, (laughs) it was something I could never have imagined. Mm -hmm. And... uh, and I was also, I also had that sense, it was, it was both cosmic and, and vast, and it was intimate. So it was, it, it not, not only encompassed the whole universe, but it encompassed me and my own cells and my own miserable thoughts and, and, uh, and all of it was just loved. And I felt that it wasn't just me, it wasn't, I wasn't special being singled out for this favor. It was, this is true for all of us. I felt that we've, we've all been under an illusion that we're not lovable and that we're, we're just dirt or dust or whatever. And and that God, if he exists, you know, why would he bother with us? You know, we're just so little and beneath his concern. And so that was totally blown away by this experience. Mm. And I, and I I couldn't explain it Mm -hmm. as, as coming from where I was, I had no frame of reference for it. Right. So that launched my need to find out what was that. Right. And, and, uh, and I've, I mean, I, I still feel that whenever I think about it, it comes back. So it's like, I've never lost that. Mm-hmm. It, I don't always experience it because my mind gets distracted with other things. But I only have to turn my thoughts in that direction and whoosh it's back. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's like a huge gift. Mm-hmm. but I didn't know what to do with it. Right. And, and so suddenly my whole life view uh, was thrown out, thrown, thrown into disarray because I didn't know how to even fit this into my scientific viewpoint. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. That's, that's such a powerful, powerful story. And, and thank you so much for sharing that. I, I can imagine that that's not easy to share and and definitely when when somebody goes through something like this it is quite traumatic because your whole world changes overnight you're planning your future you have this conception this and this perspective of the world around you yes. and it's not it's not real it's not really what's happening so i honor you for sharing that today and and now that it's been it's been in the past and you've gone through the experience and you went through the discovery of trying to find out what this this message was what do you think it is, Gail? What what was that message that was sent to you? Do you think it came from within you or was it from was it from the universe?
1: Good question. Uh, I've been wondering. <laughs> uh, I have to say that eventually I think our sense of self is limited. Mm-hmm. And I so I had to expand my sense of self to include something vast. And so it felt like it was. Uh, my personal belief, and there's no way I can prove it, but it, it is that it was, it was divine, mm-hmm. and that it was a glimpse into something that's always with us, mm-hmm. but we don't, we don't normally tap into it, and that it was, it was like a, a like a revelation, it's like a window opened into something far b- vaster than me, but of which I was part, so that's the part that was tricky, mm-hmm. is that, you know, we think of the, the divine as something outside of us, as something way bigger, and 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 that we're tiny and maybe if we're lucky we'll we'll you know have a prayer answered or something but what i was experiencing is that it's part of us too and so it's as close as our next breath yes. right and uh, and the the trick is learning how to to pay attention to it mm-hmm. and to open to it and it's uh, it, we're the ones blocking our experience yes. of that right yes. It's not that the divine doesn't want to reach us. It's 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 breathing us, if you like, into existence, and so it's right with us right. in every cell. And uh, but because we have free will, you know, I'm bringing a little bit of you know metaphysics and everything. because we were created with free will, it's not going to be imposed on us. It's going to wait for us to ask, because. Then we're using our free will to invite it to be part of us. So, um, our our actual nature is is uh, isn't just physical. It's it's got a divine component to it, mm-hmm. that's just right in every cell, mm-hmm. and uh, and that was the huge awakening, really, which I uh, my journey took me to you know exploring what could this possibly be. And the first thing that I thought was maybe a near death experience or something because I was so suicidal, but. And that seemed to be the closest of people who'd got these these insights were people who had actually died, right, and came back. And they and it resonated with kind of what I was experiencing. So there's something more. Right. And then I ended up uh, in my search for what is that, I ended up studying human energy learning about energy and learning about the nature of, of our, our being, mm-hmm. which includes this this spiritual component. Right. And it's, it's not physical. And that, that's the the piece that is why it gets missed a lot is because there's such a focus on the physical in this play in this plane if you like Mm -hmm. in the world that we kind of dismiss that as kind of woo woo maybe you believe maybe you don't but it it doesn't really count as part of who we are
0: right So, you know I I find that you know energy and emotion i mean em- emotion is energy and, and if we think about it our baseline emotion is is really joy and love and we can see that when we're watching you know kids grow up like kids are constantly happy they're they're happy with everything they're just looking for constant joy once their needs are met they are joyful yes. and the same thing with animals i have a dog and i mean this boy he does anything for my attention <laughs> i love him so much That's and, and so he taught me a lot about love and that's the thing is as we start to experience events in our lives and we start to label these experiences and then start to use our rational mind and start to use our fears and all of these things, we stop seeing that baseline. Right. And, yes. and to your point, it is it is absolute choice that we want to see it or have it in our lives. And it really comes from a place of mastering our thoughts because our thoughts yes. are going to create our emotions and then the emotions will create the reality around us. Absolutely. You've you got it. Absolutely. Yeah. So so Gail, tell me now that you're, you know, you're using this work or or you you've sort of tapped into this, this energy source. I think first before we get into how do you use it and how can we use it even to create motivation in our lives. Just maybe explain to me a little bit of, about what is energy anyway. For anyone listening who's like, what are what are these, what are they talking about, this woo-woo stuff and, and all this this energy <laughs> that exists around us? How would you describe that?
1: Well, that's a good question as well. Um, so there's energy is used as a, you know, as an engineer, of course, I understood energy, but in terms of you know, power, or movement. You know, being able to drive your car it takes fuel to give it the energy to to move the engine and all of that so in a way it, uh, that's one way of looking at it. but this this is more i i think of it more as a form of um a form of our consciousness and who we are it has energetic properties it, our consciousness seems to have electromagnetic properties and and that includes storing information and um and and memories and all that are actually stored energetically in our field we have an energy field and as an engineer you know oddly uh the notion of having an an energetic field um an electromagnetic field fits right in because one of the things we studied uh, and i learned as an engineer was that um when you have a conductor and you have electricity flowing in a conductor it generates an electromagnetic field around the conductor. So if you have an electric wire and you connect it between two batteries and this current running, it actually generates its own electromagnetic field around it. Look at our body, right? We've got nerves. We've got, we've got, our whole body is full of water, which is a conductor. You know, our blood is conductive. It's got iron in it, right? The hemoglobulin. Our nerves are conducting electrical impulses, right? So we're walking around this, we're like this, this web of, conductors into constantly sending messages back and forth in electrical form it makes total sense as an engineer that that would generate an electromagnetic field around the body not only around the body but around each organ yes. right and and all the structures of the body ex- have corresponding structures then electromagnetically so it is a field of different structures each of which are caused by all this this going on but i on top of that there's our consciousness, which is also creating a higher frequency energy, one that's not easy to measure, but it's nevertheless having an impact on our our field. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that helps. With, yeah, uh,
0: definitely. And and I love to break that down too, because it, again, it's, you know, for me to understand something, and even as I go through, let's say the literature, and, and I'm reading new things around gut health or any, anything, I, I need scientific proof, I need something almost concrete for me to to really believe it and to start to grasp it and so so my sort of experience with energy also kind of started off that way and and just even you know I'm, I'm an osteopath just even you know working with people touching people and really feeling the energy and starting to pick up on emotions was was something that kind of planted the seed in me but to your point once you start to realize that every single organ has a magnetic field and in fact we are That's a right. walking magnetic field and yeah. we're constantly attracting You know things to us or repelling things or being even in in, in an environment where you're having a conversation with someone and then leaving that conversation feeling either completely drained or completely energetic and excited is i think one of the greatest proof that uh, around energy when we have something on our mind when there's something holding us down or or constantly on, on on sort of the forefront of the mind you realize how much that impacts your day and, and when it comes to exercise, if I'm in a bad mood or if I'm, I'm feeling like I'm so overwhelmed with everything that's going on in my life, it's going to be hard to motivate myself to, to my commitments, right? Absolutely. But when I am feeling joyful and when things are going great and I'm super excited and feeling grateful, it's so easy to get up and put on it your is. shoes and go for a run, right? So there absolutely. is absolutely there.
1: Yeah, you can't stop yourself because it, you know you're already on the in the zone before you even hit the road, right? You right. Know, because because your energy is already moving you in that direction. Absolutely, and, and it's one of our greatest resources. I mean, that we can and the cool thing is that we can change your energy instantly. You know, it doesn't it doesn't take twenty years of therapy to change your energy. It can happen in seconds, mm-hmm. and it's it is it's the core of the the key. Uh, means that we have to change is our thoughts mm-hmm. is that because energy follows thoughts it, it is this is the consciousness part of energy is that energy is actually affected by our thoughts right. and our thoughts are a form of energy as well but at a higher frequency right? right and so what we tell ourselves and what we think is being experienced it's not just in our heads our whole body is experiencing every cell is getting that message so if you're saying you have no energy again and again and again your cells will say okay (laughs) i have no energy you know and and so we have to be really mindful of what we're telling ourselves right and and most people just think their thoughts happen Mm -hmm. and um and and if you're operating you know on default i guess they do but they're coming from somewhere and they're coming from our own beliefs and our you know the conclusions we drew about life uh, early on uh, from our parents from our, our, our teachers and from life experiences and all of that they all created these ideas these beliefs about life which may or may not be true but they seemed true and um, I'm sorry there's a bit of an interruption going on there so they seem true and we took them as true and then we began. our thoughts began forming around those beliefs and so that if this is true then not, this must be true and so then we start thinking that way
0: right right and it's interesting we're talking about this because I find that we live in in a society where it's all about taking action 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 go 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 i'm trying to create a transformation in my physical body it's go 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 more workouts yes. more this more this right and yes and the thing is that action actually is driven by the energy it's driven by the emotion right we experience a particular circumstance sometimes it's within our control but most of the time it's not within our control what comes next our thoughts about those circumstances so they can either be positive thoughts or they can be negative thoughts And whatever those thoughts are, are going to give rise to the emotion, which is the energy. So after, you know, depending on, on the energy and the emotion that's going to then drive my actions, which will give me my result. So it's it's like you say it's it's that point where I can intercept my thoughts and yeah sometimes the first initial thoughts around a particular experience may be subconscious maybe they're they're reflexive and and you know depending on my past experiences I may not have control over my thoughts yeah. but if I have awareness and I realize that my thoughts are negative that's where I can intercept them and start to change them so that I have a more positive outcome and I, yes. I can then shift my energy to create that action and then the positive outcome that I desire
1: absolutely yeah yeah absolutely
0: so you talk a lot about owning your energy and by owning your energy we own our power so could you dive into that a little bit more
1: absolutely yeah it's our energy is first of all our energy is under our control we just don't realize it and and uh, the the tool for managing our energy is actually right at hand. It's our own thoughts, mm. and and our ability to visualize is really important as well. Because energy will follow our thoughts, and this is one of the the interesting things. And uh, athletes actually have learned this. Um, sports psychologists learned it th- that if an athlete is preparing, say, for an Olympic event, they will they'll for weeks ahead, even they will visualize the event the way they want it to go right into visualizing what it will feel like in their muscles and in their feet and that sort of thing so that they're actually in their imagination living the experience before it actually happens Mm -hmm. and and so they're actually programming muscle memory not from actual activity but from visualizing that activity Mm -hmm. and i believe studies showed that that even just visualizing without doing the exercise uh, resulted in a significant improvement in muscle mass and that yes, sort of thing so yes. it's like what you know how could that be so it's showing an ex- it's giving you an example of how powerful our energy is mm-hmm. and that we can actually program ourselves using using our energy so mm-hmm. if you have the ability to affect to change your emotional state if you have the ability to change your physical body and physical state your the amount of energy you have to move and pick yourself up when you fall down and your your state of uh your mental clarity and your state of of motivation your state of purpose and and meaning in your life if you have the ability to do that you have the ability to own your life because those are the tools you need to have to create the life you want and also to get back when life you know because we're not in a vacuum here we're dealing with other people and world events and all that we don't have control over those, but we do have control over how we respond mm-hmm. and how how much we let it throw us off. Mm-hmm. So having that tool at our disposal means we can own our life. We can mm-hmm. make different decisions coming from a better place. So first, we own our state OK, so I'm in shock. How do I get myself back here? Right. How do I get myself present with me? Yes, something's happened. Russia's invaded Ukraine, for example. And it, this ripple effect, we're all experiencing that energetically, right? Because, because there's this world field and all of our fields are interacting. And so we can't help but not be experiencing something from that and how that interacts with our stuff and our beliefs and all of that. Right. So we can let it throw us off and and do the default and run around in fear. Or we can say, okay, this is happening. How do I want to respond?
0: Yeah. And how
1: do I take this? how do I stay with myself instead of abandoning myself at this moment
0: right right yeah and that's the thing is is oftentimes when we're in that circumstance like we were talking about before and we're having all these thoughts around it we don't really have control over those thoughts sometimes or we can be very angry and all we see is red and we're and you know when we're angry we don't see more than a meter in front of us and we're just we have this rage that's driving us so how do we pattern interrupt, Gail? If something tragic happened to me and I'm feeling sad or I, I have a loss, and I'm going through that or I'm very yes. angry, how can I pattern interrupt and then change my thoughts so that I change my emotions and my energy and the, obviously the cascade of events that will follow?
1: Well, the first thing is to notice, it, you know, it's, it's becoming a, a witness of what's going on. So you're not just in it and reacting to it. You're actually saying, oh, this is happening. And, um, ideally you want to learn skills before it happens mm-hmm. so that you could, if, if you practice them enough, just like any, any other skill, they become automatic. Mm-hmm. And so one of the first things I would say is, is t- to get your breathing under control, because mm-hmm. that will automatically help your physical body. Cause that's you often at that point, moving your physical energy will help. Because that's basically the only handle you have at that moment, because you're all over the place, right? So if you can get yourself to to breathe, to slow down your autonomic, it, it, to slow down your your uh, nervous system, so you're not in fight fight or flight, then the breathing is the very first handle you can use to get yourself calmed down, right? And that's helping your physiology. Then you can start to think more clearly, mm-hmm. and then you can start to consciously choose your thoughts in that moment. And the other thing, so that the breathing is really important. The other really important skill to learn as grounding mm-hmm. and that's where you're connecting with the planet the earth as as like an anchor and and our energy field is always affected by the earth because we're walking around in it and so our, our energy fields are interacting and the earth itself has a very grounding and calming um, frequency if we can tap into it mm-hmm. and the way to do that is to imagine yourself like a tree sending roots down into the deep into the core, they're way below all the mess and the noise up here on the surface, right down to its calm center, whereas you can almost hear like a deep hum, where you connect in and now you're letting that be like your grounding rod so that you're not flying all over the place. Mm-hmm. And that gives you a sense of safety. So that adds to your sense of physical safety, even though frightening things are happening on you, you're grounded and that puts you, prepares you then to take the next step, which is, all right, what do I want now? Or what, what's, what's next? So it's really a a learning how to become aware of your energy in the moment before you need it, right? So it's worth learning it when things are relatively calm you can use the breathing and grounding in an emergency because if you do that, if you practice that enough, eventually it will become automatic. Mm-hmm. You Your automatic reaction will be voom, mm-hmm. where the voom is you going into that alignment, right? And sending your, your anchor down. And you're also breathing deeply as if you're like a martial artist preparing to strike through a board or something Mm -hmm. you know how they get into that strong stance and and they 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 breathe their breathing is bringing their concentration into the the now and their present and they're marshalling their strength which is ultimately their energy Mm -hmm. to snap through those boards and i actually did uh take a women's self-defense course and the the, like the graduation was to cut through a bunch of boards which we wouldn't normally have considered (laughs) doing but because because of the focus that we learned and that and the, and then and then using the breath to add the force we did it and it, wow. and you have to actually aim below the boards is it so you're you're actually not aiming to hit the top of the boards you're aiming to hit through to, through yeah. and it worked I mean that, that was such a mind-blowing experience
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow I love everything that you just said and, and it's so clear that it starts with awareness first that wait a minute I have control over my thoughts that means I have yes. control over my emotions and I am the witness I'm, I'm not connected to my thoughts and, and they, these are just going on in my mind and I'm just the witness of these thoughts I think that's definitely the first step you know yeah. something I always share with with my athletes is that we well I use this reference of you know a line as sort of being our, our baseline and any thoughts or let's say Um, disempowering thoughts that we have after we encounter a particular circumstance brings us below this line and oftentimes those thoughts are why does this happen to me why am I why do I always fail every time I start a diet I never works I don't have any motivation you know so all of these thoughts bring us you know that place below the line where we're vibrating at a very low frequency and it's very hard for us to get up and do something at that point because obviously the actions that come from those thoughts these disempowering thoughts are not are not going to drive success. That's right. But when we have more empowering thoughts, such as, okay, where's the lesson in this? Or, or how did this happen to me? Be, you know, what am I supposed to learn from this? Right? And, and what is the great next thing that's waiting for me after this experience, and I have more of those thoughts, then I can start to change my vibration and have more energy. And again, when it comes to training, and, and we're looking for motivation, we have to realize that motivation comes from that place of energy. You know, we, we watch a video and we get excited or we hear a song and we get motivated, right? And why does that happen? Well, it's because we're receiving that energy but we actually yes. have it within us to change that at, at any time, essentially. And you know, our brain has this thing where it's constantly trying to answer our questions. If I ask myself, why, why am I such a loser? Like, why do I keep failing? Why, why do you to <laughs> answer that? Right. Exactly. Like, I'll tell why, why. <laughs> exactly. Right. Why do I suck so much? You know, yeah. our brain is answering that. And guess what Oops. comes next? Wrong <laughs> question.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like it is absolutely true. Our brain is like Google, yeah. you know, and so it's it, it, you whatever question you put out there is going to yeah. search for the answers. That's right. It. So make sure you're asking good questions. Yeah
0: right? Why am I such a badass? How am I going to win? You know, asking these empowering questions that just drive success. I mean, it really isn't that split second, but it's really realizing that I can change my thoughts and I have control over my thoughts and then I can drive my emotions. So yeah, such a powerful, powerful conversation. And it's really important
1: to to be aware of your surroundings as well. And, you know, are you in a place where you can can spend the time? doing that deep inquiry or do you just need to get yourself somewhere safe first mm-hmm. so that you can do that because obviously if you're in danger you don't want to start going into exploring childhood patterns of that sort of thing you want to actually say get yourself out of there now mm-hmm. you know <laughs> and then and that's empowering right because you're now instead of panicking you're saying okay what do i need to do now to get myself into safety and then afterwards where you can go oh, okay made it now let's look back and see what I could have done, you know, either to avoid that situation in the first place, or right. how can I
0: prepare myself better for next time. Right. So yeah. Wow, I love this so much. So, Gail, you you also have a book that um, that you you that you've co-authored, I believe. Um, yes. Energy is real: a practical guide for managing personal energy in daily life. And so, how do how do you use these concepts to help guide someone into that place of energy awareness? So
1: first of all, I, I, the very first chapter is all about learning to open to your energy awareness, mm-hmm. because a lot of us, even though it's a natural part of us, and I mean, it's anyone who has a pet knows that their pet is highly sensitive to mm-hmm. your emotional energy and that sort of thing. And they pick it up sometimes before you do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we have the same ability. It's a, it's a part of us. Uh, we've just forgotten to, to pay attention to it. And in our culture has gotten so divorced from, from the, the intuitive side of us and, uh, the sensitive side of us that we think we have to do everything, you know, by force and by, and mentally and that sort of intellectually, but, uh, and we've lost touch with a really important part of our being. Mm-hmm. And, and so the first thing I do in the book is I taught, I, 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 guide people through several exercises to begin acquainting them with their energy. I like to talk about, it, I, I talk about a number of examples where, where we actually no, we have it for example an example i use is think of the last time you went house hunting right you went went to several places and it, only one of them felt right right what was it that said this is the place right mm-hmm. and you can't you know you can come up after the fact with with logical reasons but the truth is you bought because your gut said this is the place mm-hmm. and uh, and then you made up the other stuff to to sound rational But, but ultimately, even if it made rational sense to go for someplace if your gut said no, most of us say okay I don't know what it is, but there's something that doesn't feel right. Right. So that that is a perfect example of of our energy awareness Mm -hmm. that that that. Amorphous feeling that comes up that this isn't right. Mm-hmm. Or if somebody's telling you something and it just doesn't feel right, you know, that there's something else going on here. We know that. We we are born with that sense, but we've forgotten to pay attention to it. We often dismiss it. Oh, it's just my imagination. And then we later we say, damn it, I wish I'd listened because if, if I had, I wouldn't have gotten into this problem. How many times has that happened, right? Where you say, nah, I just think, yeah, I'm just imagining that. And then of course. You realize later, oh, shh, damn it, and uh, and it, it's as simple as sometimes it's like bring your umbrella,
0: <laughs> you <know? laughs> and you think <like>, nah, yes, <laughs> I bring, bring my umbrella. I know, yes. and I knew yeah. I
1: should, but I thought nah, it'll yeah. be fine. So it, it doesn't have to be you know profound. It could be as simple as that, True. but uh, so that that's the first chapter is really paying attention to your, ener- the little information that's coming to you through your energy senses, including your body, your body's going to tighten up when it knows something. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's because our energy is interconnected, so our emotions and our body and our, our thoughts and our sense of self, they're all interconnected, interwoven. And so one thing will affect the others. So if you're sick, you're not going to feel joyful and, and happy and that sort of thing, you're going to be, you know, emotionally down, and uh, and maybe judging yourself and that sort of thing. Which is, this is the mental side, right? So the mind, the mind's now picking on you, and um, and then you're going to think I'll never get better. Well, that's the spiritual side, right? That's okay. the, the part that has the purpose and meaning. So they're all sort of. So the cool thing is because they are interrelated, you only have to change one of them to affect the others. Mm. So whichever one you, whichever handle you can you can most easily grasp that's the one you should start with because the others will change as a result so if your handle is you know sometimes the most the easiest handle is the body okay i'm gonna i'm gonna get off the couch if nothing else i'm gonna stand up for a change and and that alone will make you that action of just getting off the couch and standing straight is already enough to start shifting the other energies yes or or and the breathing right or even just what the heck put a smile on your face you know it may not feel like smiling but your physiology will be telling you something else so so these this is the cool thing about uh once you become aware of energy and how it all interacts is that now you have multiple levers uh or levers in american speak (laughs) that you can pull to to change your state right Mm -hmm. so uh so the first thing is to become aware uh that you're in a state and and that you don't necessarily like what it is but at least what is it what is it i'm feeling what is it i'm experiencing and then uh and also paying attention to the more subtle things so how does how does it feel when i'm in a different physical location does that make a difference so if i stand in this part of the room do i feel different from when i'm in this part of the room what mm-hmm. part of the room am i drawn to and you might say well what's different about this part of the room? And it might be there's a plant there or your dog might be sleeping there, you know. Whatever it is, there's something that's pulling you. So that's all part of your awareness. right? what? What? It's a, a more subtle sense of, mm-hmm. of life, and and then you begin to notice. Well, when I'm outside, I feel better. I feel more energized. I feel like I can breathe more. I feel like I can um, take in more. And whereas when I'm at my computer, I feel tense and 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 uh overwhelmed so that's part of the awareness part and so the first chapter is all about developing that awareness and i have about six six exercises in there and also noticing how you are um how you're holding yourself are you are you holding yourself tight energetically Mm -hmm. like your sense of self is sort of squeezed into this tight package or are you feeling more expansive and Mm -hmm. so this this is like the outer edge of your field Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing and noticing what does affect it. Uh, as I said, different different environments affect you. Are you in a hospital? How does that affect you? Are you in traffic? How does that affect you? You know, are you on the beach on a beautiful sunny day? How does that affect you? Right, right.
0: Yeah, that's so, so powerful. And, and a lot of aha moments there. And I hope for anyone listening, I think, I think one of the most valuable things to recognize is that our thoughts create our physiology, but our, our physiology also impacts our thoughts. So you can have negative thoughts and it's creating this fight or flight response. We're tight, We're our our breathing now is shallow. We're feeling stressed. We have all these different hormones circulating and then realizing that, wow, even if I am feeling stressed and I feel angry, if I get up and start laughing hysterically, even though it's so against my nature right now, but if I do that, I will pattern interrupt and then I change my thoughts as well.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And the the other cool thing is that our energy is contagious. Yes. And so, you know, if you're trying to help someone else rather than talking to them and that sort of thing, you could just change your own energy without saying a word. Yeah. Shift your energy to one of love and and uh thinking of their potential and thinking of if you imagine them enjoy whatever they would love to have in their life, seeing them that way as you speak to them will almost by osmosis affect their field and lift them up and uh, even without saying a word Mm -hmm. and uh, I mean you're look how it is with you and your pet right Mm -hmm. your 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 dog your dog is is all happy and wiggling and Mm -hmm. thrilled to see you right well whatever you were feeling before you opened the door poof right (laughs) so true and so the same is true with kids right I think one reason why people love children so much is that that they have such beautiful joyful energy right and uh rambunctious energy and it sort of lights us up as well
0: yeah yeah and and that's why you know proximity is power 100 percent so gail i can't believe that we've already finished up our time for today i love this conversation i would love to have you on again in the future to continue this discussion um, but before we go ahead and close off our conversation if somebody wanted to reach out to you where could they go to do that or if they wanted to read more or learn more where where can they go to that do that
1: oh great um the the best way would be go to my website which is energyisreal.com all one word and um, they can um, sign up for the first chapter of the book so they can get they can get a free preview of the book which includes the whole first chapter so they can start playing with ex- exploring their energy right away and the website also includes, uh, under the uh, uh, free re- resources, includes the uh, recordings, audio recordings for each of the exercises in that first chapter. Mm-hmm. So they, they can follow the guidance. And you know, the, in the book, the, the, uh, each exercise starts with close your eyes. So then you're kind of stuck with, well, now what? <laughs> you know, so you can download the recordings so that you can follow the voice and uh, start exploring the suggestions there. So that would be a good place to start, uh, beginning to open to their own energy awareness. And if they, they get intrigued and wanna learn more, then I do recommend the, the book, which they can get from the website. I'm just about to uh, publish the Kindle version of the book. Oh, now, uh, So right now it's available in paperback, but uh, the Kindle version will be up soon. And uh, so they can access a link to buy the book from the website, which will take them to uh, Amazon. And uh, so, yeah, I would suggest that. And, and when they sign up for the, um, for the, the free preview chapter, chapter one, um, um, they'll get on my mailing list so I can send them updates of uh, newsletters or any um, interesting things that might be, a, you know, I am planning to put on some workshops and, and events.
0: So. Yeah. So great, Gail. Gail, So much value today. I so appreciate your time today. And I look forward to our next conversation together.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was a great pleasure to be here and to have this fun conversation. Oh, for
0: me too. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fall in Love with Fitness. Whether you're already on your fitness journey or just getting started, we're in this together. Just head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a review, and you'll be entered into the drawing to win my six-week transformation course. Then go to fallinlovewithfitness.com and get your free gift from me so you get back your energy and reinvigorate your life. Join me on the next episode, and remember, you are an inspiration.